0: Uh, Segment, but also a big recruiting weekend around the corner. It's recruiting season, camp season, lots going on there. So we'll give you an update on what Nebraska is looking at and uh, if this season, uh, it looks like anyways, that maybe you're done with the transfer portal. So we'll talk about that too. Coming up next year on Early Break on 93.7 The Ticket.
1: You know you want that smoky, tangy, sweet, and spicy sauced and tossed wing stop but you just brought a haul of groceries home from the store. It's cool. No one expects you to shop and cook in the same day. So let the flavor experts at Wingstop hook you up with mouth-watering wings, crispy tenders and thighs, fries and sides delivered to your door. You can always cook tomorrow. That's why the fridge was invented. Get it delivered at wingstop.com. Order online now from the new Wingstop, located at 501 O Street. Working at Continental and Lincoln isn't a job, it's a career. And right now they've raised wages again and they're hiring for production operators at 22.07 per hour and other select jobs starting at 23.77 per hour with wages growing up to 29.71 per hour. Continental also has salary jobs available and great benefits, plus medical and prescription costs at very low premiums. Dental, vision and life insurance are offered at no premium cost to the associates. To learn more or to apply, go to continental-jobs.com with keyword Lincoln. Come work at Continental today. You know you want that smoky, tangy, sweet, and spicy, sauced and tossed Wingstop. But you just brought a haul of groceries home from the store. It's cool. No one expects you to shop and cook in the same day. So let the flavor experts at Wingstop hook you up with mouth-watering wings, crispy tenders, and thighs, fries and sides delivered to your door. You can always cook tomorrow. That's why the fridge was invented. Get it delivered at wingstop.com. Order online now from the new Wingstop, located at 5001 O Street. Hi, Sean Callahan here for Copple Chevrolet GMC and it's been a great start here to the year as 2022 new inventory continues to roll in. Our pre-owned lot remains full and we are selling at a record pace. I was just down at Copple talking about a new order for myself and they let me know I could actually start ordering a 2023 here later this spring. So stop on in to get your new 2022 your pre-owned vehicle or maybe talk about ordering here for 2023. Check them out online at CoppleCars.com. You'll be glad you did. Beatrice Bakery. They ship cakes all over the country. True story. But take a look inside their shop and you'd have no idea. This is a Nebraska product through and through. Not some massive production plant. Local people making delicious cake just for you. So go see them in their new storefront location in downtown Beatrice. Grab some grandma's cake, some chocolate rum cake, or my favorite, the turtle nut cake. And say hi to Rick and the crew. Beatrice Bakery. Online at
2: BeatriceBakery.com. Welcome to our world of yum. Mike Schaefer here for Trek CBD. Springtime is here, and that means you're outside more in nice weather and maybe even having garage parties with neighbors. The drink of this spring and summer isn't your typical seltzer. It's drinkable Delta 8. Yep, Trek CBD has drinkable Delta 8 seltzers with mango and lime flavors for four packs and 12 packs, coming in a variety of mango, watermelon, lime, and berry. They also have hemp-derived Delta 9 syrups to put in your beverages, and as always, the excellent Delta 8 gums. Trek CBD, CBD done right.
1: Hi, this is Dave Osted from Osted's Golf. Let us make this your best season yet. Voted a top 100 fitter by Golf Digest, our master fitters have been trained by the same guys that build clubs for PGA pros like Rory, Tiger, DJ, and Jordan. Have old clubs? Trade them in in Austed's Value Guide, or have our club specialists get your clubs swinging like new. Go to our website and make your fitting appointment. You're a click away from a better golf game. Play better, have fun, and shop Osted's. This is Lincoln's home for sports talk on the FM dial. Also online at theticketfm.com. On the internet. KNTK FM Fern. 93.7 The Ticket. (laughs) Wake up, Lincoln. Come on
0: We're back for the second hour here on 93.7 The Ticket. It is early break on a Tuesday with you. Uh, and uh, we had a great first hour, thanks to uh, several callers who called in in the first segment. Uh, we kind of went through our Lindy's preseason magazine. I'm going to go get one after the after the show. I'm very excited uh, to uh, dive into that. Uh, and uh, it, so we, we had a lot going on, and we still have a lot going on. Of course, we have Shut Up Sipple coming up this hour. Uh, but uh, first, uh, in this segment, we're going to break down uh, some future recruiting for Nebraska as their the Friday Night Lights camp is coming up. It's going to be one of the biggest weekends in the frost air. In fact, I think it is the biggest weekend in the frost air as far as how many guys uh, official visits that they're bringing onto campus. Uh, and of course, when you talk recruiting, it can go in a lot of different directions. Malachi Coleman expected to be uh, among the visitors, so you yes. can kind of dive into. How important is it to get the Lincoln kids out? And, you know, how is the, the, you know, the local area talent in uh, Scott Frost doing with that as of late? But most, in, uh, most importantly is that uh, it is camp time. It is getting to that, uh, that point of the season. Are, do you know, are they going to have it open to the public Friday Night Lights? I don't know that. I don't I, know that either. They've it, done that in the past.
3: Yeah. Um, this, so what's happening right now, Bach, is the conversation kind of shifts from the transfer portal and the additions from there to what you call it more traditional recruiting, mm-hmm. so I think they're done in the portal. I think they're done. I mean, it's it's possible that someone would pop up and you just couldn't say no to that person if he wanted to enter the program. But I think the portal activity's done.
0: Yeah, and right now they're three over over the scholarship limit.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's one of the most overcooked discussions we have in at Nebraska. People, people gnashing their teeth over being three over. That always works itself out. Yeah, I'm not worried about no, it. No, I but know.
0: If it, at the same point, if you keep adding out of the transfer portal, a, at some point you have to kind of think about it.
3: Yeah, I'm amazed how many people ask me, "Sip, what are they going to do They're three over? Who cares? That yeah, they're three over. Somebody will medical. Yeah. Somebody will move on. It's
0: not a big deal."
3: Um it's of all the things and it's world. not healthy
0: to speculate about which guy no. i think because Thank you, yeah Doc. It's, it's not, it's you know
3: <laughs> so yeah this is this is a huge recruiting weekend for people the uninitiated friday night lights camp is this friday and 15 official visitors at this point are scheduled to be on hand um husker online's covering this um mm-hmm. In terms of a visit weekend, this will be by far the biggest of Scott Frost's tenure. The previous high, according to Sean Callahan, for official visitors in a weekend was nine. And that was, Bach, in 2019 when College Game Day was here for
0: Ohio State. Oh, great weekend, not a great game.
3: (laughs) So, yeah. So, yeah. Friday Night Lights camp. The first of two is Friday. Then there will be another one on June 17th. Also this weekend on Sunday is a seven-on-seven camp in Lincoln. So, yeah, this is camp season. Um, Fifteen official visitors on hand. A lot of this is in-state talent, too. You mentioned Malachi Coleman, the Lincoln East star receiver. I think he'll be a receiver, right? They talk about him maybe coming off the edge too on defense, huh. right? Um, Maverick Noonan will, okay. Maverick Noonan will be here. We'll get back to Maverick Noonan because that's a big story. Brock Newton, the Scotts Bluff offensive lineman. Um, I think K. I think Cade McIntyre, for sure, he's coming during the for the mid during the midweek mm-hmm. to meet with Barrett.
0: Okay. Um, and he's he's a. Is he listed as – are they recruiting him as an athlete? Do you know exactly? I I think they're recruiting him as a linebacker. Linebacker, yeah. Yeah.
3: Cade McIntyre from Fremont Bergen, who had 63 tackles and six sacks last year, um, picked up an offer from Oklahoma on Sunday night. Wow. Um, Also has offers from Tennessee and Iowa. He's hot. Cade McIntyre right now is, as Sean points out, no prospect in the state of Nebraska right now is hotter than Fremont Bergen's Cade McIntyre. I'm really interested, though, in the Maverick Noonan conversation. Um, Maverick Noonan is the Elkhorn South pass rusher. Dad, father, was Danny Noonan. Yeah, Danny Noonan was an All-American Nebraska nose guard. Uh, got drafted by the Cowboys. I uh, used to see uh, Danny Noonan all the time at the Columbus Race Track, um, where I worked. Danny Noonan came in, would come in there. Um, now, Maverick, Noonan, think about, think about Maverick, Noonan's situation here. Okay, think about this. He's coming to Nebraska for an official visit this weekend. Then, Bach, he, he's taking trips to Minnesota next week, Stanford the week after that, and Iowa the week after that.
0: Busy, busy weekend. Yeah, or busy that's summer, interesting. I say. Yeah,
3: I don't know where you want to be if you're in Nebraska. If you want to be first on that list, in the middle or last. I think you'd want to be last. Yeah, but yeah, I, I doesn't like it. Doesn't. I think Nebraska got some work to do
0: there. Well, it's a larger discussion. Obviously, that's a legacy kid, like you mentioned. Right, so, right. Um, you feel at least you got the end there. But obviously, with uh, you know Dylan Raiola, his is is he almost you know, rose above the legacy portion and started getting recruited by everybody, and that's where you know Nebraska eventually lost him. That's kind of what you can see happening with these these kids, as somebody at the text line kind of points out too is there's not that, you know, as, as the state of Nebraska, I mean, I think this has got to be one of the better years in Nebraska. Oh, I think in it's, history. I
3: think it's absolutely. Okay. Think about it. There's nine in-state kids with scholarship offers from big time schools. Yeah. Eight of them have eight of them have a Nebraska offer. Um, what is on your mind?
2: I have a question What is on your mind, Gus? I have a question I wanna pose that I've thought about for a little bit. Um when you when you bring up like legacy recruits of mm-hmm. you know, guys whose parents are uh played in Nebraska, do you think Nebraska could potentially decades down the line, I know this is a while, but think we could miss out in some future legacy recruits when uh, when Nebraska's kinda of struggled for a little bit. Do you think kids are gonna um you know, I mean when you think of legacy recruits now, it's their their parents played at an all-time great school in Nebraska, 70s, 80s, 90s. It was a huge powerhouse. Do you think mm-hmm. kids are gonna? Um, you think Nebraska is gonna get those legacy recruits if, um, when their parents played for like a struggling, struggling Nebraska team? Well, guess that's what I'm asking. I get, you know. I get
3: where you're saying. I don't know. Now, here's what I'd say, Gus. I, I do. I say this all the time. I'll say it again to your question. I don't. I just am very careful to throw a blanket over things like that. Yeah. Or 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 it. These are individual decisions. So I don't. I don't know. It,
2: uh, it, I ju- I it, just think that maybe Nebraska won't hold that same mystique to them as it well, sure. as it did to some of these kids. No, it
3: won't. I mean, it, it, Nebraska hasn't lost all its mystique.
2: No, no, not at all. It still has that national name. It, yeah. It, it still has a lot of that tradition around it. But, but if
3: it keeps going, that's the concern. I mean, there's a big concern there in my mind anyway. The brand is still strong and it won't it will not take time for the brand to snap back at a huge level yeah. if Nebraska gets good. If Nebraska wins ten games this year, the brand will snap back like oh, you yeah. wouldn't believe. And all these sort of these sort of uncomfortable discussions go
0: away quickly. The problem though is that when you do get into the discussion of Thank you, Gus. Yeah, thank you. you. And and by the way, I think that it's going to be – it's bigger when Nebraska is struggling. So, like, if a a father plays for a team that struggled and then the son's ready to commit when Nebraska's top 15, then that's not going to matter as much. I think it's more like we're dealing with it now, right? The legacy kids now, Mm -hmm. even if your dad was an All-American here, that doesn't mean that you want to be developed by this coaching staff. If, you know, you have other coaching staffs that have offered you that have proven it a little bit more than Nebraska – um, but again, with these in-state kids, with the, the brand being strong, yes, but when an Oklahoma jumps in or even a Tennessee, um, you know, it's probably on the same level as Nebraska. But when you when you start to get those um, Oklahoma offers or those programs that just are undoubtedly on an elevated level to what Nebraska is, um, the brand might be strong. But then, you you know, it's it's. You know Oklahoma's brand is strong, so when you get those other um, big-time offers,
3: well, Oklahoma is 55 and 10, was 55 and 10 under Lincoln Riley. Right That's a different conversation. Tennessee, I mean, I, I want to be careful now, and you, you, you caught yourself on Tennessee. Tennessee's in the same boat as Nebraska is. But they are. but because it's Tennessee and they're outside our realm, we still look at them like, ooh, Tennessee came in. What, why is that a big deal? What's that, not, not, that's not much different than Nebraska.
0: Well, I think it probably gives you a good idea of what Nebraska is. Well, if you hear you know, that from an outside state, is oh, that's a name. Exactly. Struggled as of late, but that's a name. Well, yeah.
3: We, thank you. I, exactly. I think, yeah, for, I think it's usually this way. The inside us, when you're in the vortex of the storm, you look at it much more negatively than the outside. Yeah. We know all our warts. Yeah. We know we media talk show hosts. We fixate.
0: We talk about it every day. <laughs> we, fixate. Yeah. we
3: fixate on Nebraska, and we know all the warts. Right, and and what do we tend to do as humans? We focus on the warts. I mean, I've known some incredibly good-looking human beings in my life, but they fixate on maybe a gap in their tooth, or gap in their teeth, or a pimple. I'm like, what are you worried about the pimple for? Look at you, yeah. You know, right, but that's what we do with Nebraska football, right? Right, yeah, we we know all the problems and we talk about them ad nauseum, yeah, right. But, yeah, but, but, but if a kid in in uh Nashville is getting recruited by Nebraska in Tennessee, they're going, Oh, Nebraska came in,
0: yeah, yeah, I don't know, wait, whoa. Yeah, that's yeah. a that's a big offer. Again, it might not jump off to you like Oklahoma does. No, um, but no, not but, right now. But those are the types, um, for what it's worth, too. That Nebraska wants to be in competition with. You want to win recruits over um, somebody that's highly regarded. That's you know getting Stanford and Minnesota and Iowa attention, Tennessee decision, you know attention, Oklahoma t- uh, attention. Mm-hmm. You know you don't want to just you know beat. You know, I don't want to downgrade anybody else, but the you know, Northwestern and Illinois is of the world, if you're, um, you know, going after recruits, so um, I think I think that there there are positives too. But ultimately, it, Nebraska until they until they win, until they turn it around, and I, I think it's been, um, I think it'll be pretty big what they did with Cam Jergens, Cam Taylor, Britt, both guys that I believe were Frost recruits um, that uh, developed along the way all the way to being second round picks. Juergens was definitely, yeah. Uh,
3: a frost recruit. And I think Cam I think Cam Taylor Britt was. Why do we not know that? Because he had possibly been a Riley recruit.
0: Um Frost. frost. I think he was a frost recruit. Yeah. 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 I mean those are you bring those up. Those are They needed those though. Yeah. They needed some something to point to that says, Hey, we could develop you guys into second round, you know, high end draft. Well picks.
3: Austin Allen was developed into a pick. Who else was picked? Well, was he wasn't the... picked. But I mean, he was well, yeah. developed into an all big ten yeah. tight good, end. Good catch. Yeah. Good catch. God, I thought that's a good catch it still surprises me he wasn't picked
0: and like but I, I always go back to that too because i think some people when we talk about the is this team talented more talented than that team or whatever and you just focus on the draft picks and then other people will say well is that undrafted class just the greatest undrafted class of all time it's pretty darn good they had, they had a second team all-american on it you had a big 10 tight of the year mm-hmm. in that group yeah it's a pretty good undrafted class
3: yeah yeah it is it is um Yeah, so anyway... 92% Every business wants to engineer new possibilities, creating revenue, optimizing costs, and scaling technologies like cloud and AI. Start at Deloitte.com US cloud and find the services you need to get the value you seek. Deloitte. Big recruiting weekend. I mean, yeah. I'd say headed by Malachi Coleman, but not by a long shot. I mean, Maverick Noonan's a big, big story right now. Brock Newton, that Smith offensive lineman, Fairly big story. McIntyre right now, Cade McIntyre as we mentioned hottest kid going um, in the state in terms of offers rolling in. Oklahoma rolls in on on um, Sunday night and offers Cade McIntyre, Fremont Bergen. But Coleman, you know, has the Georgia offer, has the Michigan offer. He has he has big offers, and again, he's probably going to take all five of his officials. Okay, you got a lot of work to do for Malachi Coleman. Yeah, um, we'll see where that all goes. But, yeah, hey, I, I'll tell you this, Bach. The recruiting coverage will heat up in a big way this weekend. You're going to he- be hearing a lot about it.
0: And it will be nice to kind of to get that. I love the transfer portal and, and all the fun we've kind of had. Um, but it is, it is kind of nice to get back into classic yeah. recruiting. It almost has been quite overshadowed, um, at least in the last several months, though, and, and and there was a time when this was that was all the focus. Remember February – Signing days or whatever yeah. it was and yeah. just it's not yeah. a,
3: it's not always gonna be that way for Nebraska. If you th- if you look at Nebraska, brought in fifteen players from the portal. In the Big Ten, that's that's the highest of any Big Ten team. Yeah. Indiana was next at thirteen. Then there's a it just drops off. I mean there's Iowa only had Iowa's one. one yeah. Iowa had one. Ohio State only
0: had three. I don't think Georgia has one.
3: Is that right? Yeah,
0: <laughs> defending chance. Is that right? Uh, last time I checked, I don't think they do.
3: Alabama went into the portal.
0: Yeah, but they—they're very selective. They got like the their big time, you know, Jameer Gibbs, the the running back, the the uh, Burton, the the wide receiver. Like they've got every any little small problem they have on their depth chart. Uh, that's where they identify and get the talent. Nebraska obviously had a lot of band aids um, to kind of throw all over the roster. I'm interested to see how much of this in the future. Um, Nebraska will be in the portal because I think that, you know, as long as the NIL stuff is in play, and, and I think that that could be uh, very advantageous for Nebraska. I don't know about 15 every year, but there are, I think, 40-plus teams, um, including some outside the FBS, Liberties, such as like that, um, that have more than 10 guys out of the transfer portal. So We are um, on the
3: same page. I, I mean, right now, right now, I think Nebraska – got to make sure i say this correctly i think they could become sort of a heavy portal type yeah. program i think it could be beneficial that way yeah i think it could be i mean it, part of it is because i say it all the time but in the context of this conversation it makes sense to repeat it nebraska is structured at such a high level nil wise as an organization so they have that advantage it's not going to always going to be there there's going to be other teams there's going to be other programs that look at it that aren't participating right now to, to a high degree like Iowa, like Purdue. Mm-hmm. Purdue's not it. They just don't even – Wisconsin. They're not playing the game really. Now, some of those teams are going to look at it and say, we've got to play the game. It's going, to take some other, it's going to take some longer than others. It's going to take some longer than others to ramp up their NIL organization. Yeah. Because it's, a, it's, a, it, it, it's sort of elaborate. And Nebraska, Nebraska was on the was on the cutting edge of it.
0: I always say this: Nebraska was planning for this far better than the NCAA planned for it. It's good, that's a good. <laughs> that's
3: a really. That's a really good point.
0: Yeah, it is a
3: really good point. Um, that is a good point. So, so I think Nebraska will continue to take advantage of the transfer portal. Now, 15? No, no, I don't think it's going to be 15 every year. But what if it was 7 to 10 yeah. every year?
0: I think, that sound, I think that would be a good idea. I, I think so. Now, what you do worry about is then you're... Rec- I do, I think so. I really believe yeah. that. But you could be recruiting over your young fellows, And if, if you become a transfer portal um, known for heavily playing in the transfer portal, then freshmen may be less likely to, to jump on. Before. They'll watch it. But I'll tell you this. If you have holes, if you need specialists, if you need – I mean, nobody's going to turn down O'Shawn Mathis. Mm-mm. Casey Thompson's, you know, pretty important. They've got some big, you know, ads there where if you have any holes, why not? You know, you don't have – if you're not in a position you have to rely on um, – you know, you know, you love next man up, right? But it doesn't always play to your benefit. If you can get a second team, you know, all big t- 12 guy, Yeah.
3: To plug holes, you, absolutely. Yeah. Alabama's going to do it. It's, I mean, we don't need to get into this, but as Lane Kiffin pointed out last week, if you think NIL is going to uh, create parity, think again. No, because Alabama is going to plug holes yeah. out of the transfer portal. Alabama is going to pay people at a high level if they have a hole. If they have a hole box. If they're if they're lacking two interior linemen, you think Alabama's just gonna gonna say, "Oh well, we're just gonna have a hole." Yeah. No, they're gonna they're gonna do what anybody else does.
0: But again, that's what they did. This they got a running back and a wide yeah, receiver. Yeah, yeah, the rich are gonna get richer. Yeah, this
3: isn't gonna create parity. That's it. No, that's, that I, I you hear people say that. What are you talking about? Come on, don't say that. It's not gonna be parity. The, the the top's gonna. All they got to do it's like it's like an NFL. It's it's the reverse of the NFL. Whereas the best teams in the NFL draft low. No, the best teams in college football are going to draft high. Mm-hmm. They're going to they're going to finish high and draft high. That's not going to create parity.
0: I just don't know when. You see what I'm saying. I just don't know when there was parity in college football, though. I don't know why people want some years. There's so much. a
3: little bit more than others, but right right now, yeah. Not right now. But
0: it doesn't even last for long. You've always had your powers. You've always had the dominant teams. You always had your advantages. Yeah, yeah, Nebraska yeah. used to be one of those because they played on primetime games and national television when not everybody did. Mm-hmm. Um, there's never really been a huge amount of parity, and there's never really been a decade where five to ten teams don't kind of take over. Mm-hmm. And it's happening, you know, yeah, that's I'm still the way it
3: is. I'm with you. Um, I'm with you. I don't have any major complaints. I do have one complaint
0: about the NBA, though. Yeah, we better get into the NBA. Can we get your beloved Celtics? Yeah, let's do it. It's it's been since 2010, guys. I've been watching all the playoff games. I love it every year. The Celtics are always in the playoffs. And finally, they've made the finals. They didn't make it easy on themselves um, by losing in game six at home. But they did win and beat the Heat 100 to 96, winning game seven. Jason Tatum, your Larry Bird uh, MVP, which is, uh, you know, the Eastern Conference MVP in that category. Um, But what, what was your complaint? Out of
3: it. Uh, it's, I guess,
0: it's this. If you're watching
3: the Eastern Conference Finals, and if your representative coming out of the Eastern Conference Finals was going to be the Miami Heat, which it was close, mm-hmm. that is not a good representative for for the NBA. Why is that? Because they're not very good. <laughs> they're pretty beat up.
0: Is part of the problem.
3: They're not very good. If that if that's all you can get if that's all you can do is get the Miami Heat to the finals as an NBA, that ain't good. That that's not a good team. Now, I get it. Tyre, Tyler. Tyler Hero is out. Yeah. Well, he played six minutes. He was hurt. Yeah. Seven minutes. Recovering. Yeah, from a g- groin injury.
0: But and that, that, look, don't like, downplay that. That's the sixth man you of the look, year. Oh, I'm
3: downplaying it.
0: That's the sixth man of the year he's in the a, NBA. Oh, no. He's, he's, he was important. He's significant. It. Let's yeah. put it
3: this way. Now, I'm going to tell you this, too. I'm not, I'm not heaping praise on the Celtics in, this, in, they the made con- it difficult. in the context of history. Yeah. Yeah. Celtics barely got by that team. And you can Jimmy Butler was amazing in game six and really good in game seven. Oh, yeah. 47 in game six. What do you have the other night? 32, 34 um in game seven. He put thirty four in game seven.
0: I can check here. Uh thirty five, yeah.
3: Okay. If you look at the some of the best teams in the NBA of the eighties, nineties, Jimmy Butler for the for instance, the Larry Bird Celtics is the third option at best. Third option at best. Yeah. Michael Borden, J- Michael Jordan Bowles, third option at best. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're leaning on it, on him hard. Detroit Piston bad boys, third option at best. I mean, these teams aren't that good. Well, that's... that's and what Charles Barker's yeah. been saying it all year. Oh, yeah. The NBA's not that good, and it's not that good.
0: Well, it depends on what you want, though, Sip. If, do you want... A couple years ago, you had two of the, the greatest teams... Of all time, and they played for like four straight finals. Do you want the? Do you want parity in the NBA, basically, okay. or do you want super teams? Because okay. right now you don't have super teams. No, you don't
3: have super teams.
0: So when you come, you know, we you come off an era where Golden State had Kevin Durant, and Steph Curry, and Clay Thompson and Draymond and all those guys. Good point. Good and point. you're going, that's the best team ever. And they they literally had the best record of all time, and then yep. added Kevin Durant. So right. it was like this might be the best team ever. Great point. The last three years, the Lakers that won in the bubble, Milwaukee last year, and even if Golden State or Boston wins this year, these aren't all-time great teams. Nope. But they are wide-open playoffs. Good point. Okay, now that – you got me on that. You put me back on my heels a little bit. Yeah, it just depends on what you like, It though. depends on what you like, right. Yeah. I kind of like the wide-open playoffs um, because I think it's only a matter of time till a super team comes back in and takes over. Maybe. But for a few years – I like the fact that there's this window here, and I'm, really, and I'm glad the Celtics okay. make it, um, but they, they're a team that's kind of in that category that's, uh, you know, playing for, you know, in that realm, in that neighborhood every year, and I was just kind of frustrated that the Lakers took advantage of this era, this window without super teams, okay. and the Celtics haven't yet, but now the Celtics have an opportunity yeah. to do so. Now,
3: what do you think of the matchup? Um,
0: I think the the Warriors, they're going to have to, they can't play the way that they did against the heat and beat the Warriors. They were the Celtics for what it's worth. were also beat up throughout the, that run. Um, so they're going to have to, they're going to have to play better. They, they kind of are giving teams, you know, second chances, third chance, you know, really go until the end against game seven and with the bucks and the heat. Now, um, I don't, I don't think it's a bad matchup, though. These are the two of the best defensive teams in the league. The two best defensive teams. The two teams best, be. yeah, 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 statistically. Yeah. Um, I think I w- if I'm Boston and I have – if I'm Marcus Smart, I take Steph Curry to the post every time, mm-hmm. clear out, mm-hmm. make him foul you, Make or give up if, points if, to if, Smart. If Smart's healthy. Yeah, if Smart's healthy. healthy um, he's been banged up. Now, he's playing.
3: Yeah. He's playing, but he's banged
0: up. I'll tell you this. If Steph Curry gets that open look three that that uh, <laughs> that Jimmy Butler had in the finals, they're going to go home the champions. I didn't mind that shot, by the way. I didn't either, but it is it's one he's going to think about for the rest of his life. He he addressed it. Yeah. After the
3: game, and he was it was predictable what he said, but I I a hundred percent agreed with it. He was going for the kill. Oh yeah. Okay. He was going for the win. He was being aggressive. Now, so, so people th- for people who didn't see it, Miami down two with about si- seventeen seconds left. Mm-hmm. Miami down two. They get a b- kind of a
0: kind of a kind of a fast break. Yeah, kind of a half. He had break. Horford on his heels.
3: Horford is the only man between between Jimmy buckets and the basket. Now he probably could have took Horford off the dribble and gotten two to tie it. Right. Oh yeah. He stopped at the three-point line and took a shot, front-rimmed it. It was a good shot, like Eric Spolster said. Open. Yeah, Spolster said he thought it was in. Jimmy's not a great three-point shooter. I get that. But he's a good enough one that in that moment, and in that moment, in that situation, with what he'd done in game six and in game seven too, I, I'm fine with him take, trying that shot. Didn't bother me at all. Now you look at it again, he 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 had Horford on his heels, oh, yeah. probably could have got the two. Uh Jalen Brown wasn't really in position to help, especially if if Jimmy Buckus went to his right, which he probably would have done. He's pretty right hand dominated, actually. Yeah. I I but I was okay with it. He just barely missed it. And yeah. if he hits it, it's one of the biggest collapses in playoff history by Boston. Oh yeah because um, they were up eleven with three three
0: and a half to go. Oh yeah, that game was all over, and then it wasn't. Yeah, uh, he's a career thirty two percent three point shooter, not a great three point shooter, but he is. If he is a guy that's just got ice in his veins, and he's yeah. and, and, I mean, because he, he did it this way, like you said, he's not like a superstar, but he turns it on in the playoffs. He does. He, he that's did, the thing. Yeah, he did it in the in the bubble, and he's done it in, that, in yeah. This y- series. You
3: wouldn't put Jimmy Butler in the top ten players in the NBA right now. No. I'm surprised how much we're agreeing in this conversation. You wouldn't, no. Top twenty, yeah. Top twenty, but uh, but playoffs, playoffs? <laughs> playoffs, Jimmy Bucket. Yeah, top. He turns 10. it up. Yeah, turns it up.
0: So it, it it's it's going to be interesting. I can't wait for that series. Um, there's a lot kind of going into it. Uh, the Celtics. Uh, I think uh, one of the the stats I saw on SVP kind of had right after the game. Um, both their two leading scores are under 25. The last three teams to make the finals uh, in that category uh, were the Thunder with uh, Durant and Westbrook, uh, the Magic back when Penny and Shaq were going, and then uh, uh, Houston in the 80s with Ralph Sampson and Hakeem Olajuwon. None of those teams won the title, but the Celtics might be different because like Tatum's had more postseason wins than the 76ers since he's been in the league. Like they, the Celtics right? are always making a run. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah,
3: Tatum was big the other night, 26 points. I think he had 10 rebounds. Um, Tatum was big. I, I, now, don't get me wrong. That's not a bad, these aren't bad teams. Celtics aren't bad. No, They're good.
0: And They're for the tough. crowd that doesn't like the NBA because there's no defense played, that's not the case with these can't, two can't teams. Can't say
3: that with Golden State no. or, or Incredible Boston. defense. Yeah, I mean, Golden State. Now, here's the thing about Boston. The one thing they cannot do is let Golden State get up early. Um, I they, they'll have a hard time. Golden State and Golden State really does a good job of feeding off its defense. They create offense mm-hmm. off their defense. Now, Golden State, what that, Golden State's got to do is minimize turnovers. They're they're a t- heavy turnover team, yeah. and it and it correlates directly to wins and losses with them. They ha- but they've been a bad turnover team for about eight years. <laughs> yeah, they have. They can make a, make up for it. Yeah. yeah, they they do a good job of making up for it. I have a hard time. I do respect Bach. I love you, but I can't pick the Celtics in this series.
0: That's fine. I don't expect it to be picked um, necessarily by most people, but I I I, th- I like their chance just because of their matchup. Like um, what matchups? Oh, just what do you like? Basically, any of them. The fact that Draymond <laughs> <laughs> Grant, even it's just kind of like the the minor players that the Celtics have actually match up pretty well. Like, like I said, even Marcus Smart's the, the Defensive Player of the Year, so he wants somebody to lock down Steph, and then Steph's a liability on defense. So I and Marcus is especially good at like backing you down, you know, getting those buckets close if he's got a smaller defender on him, or getting Steph in foul trouble. That's where I would start again. Um, but even like Grant Williams, I mean, he's he's basically. Uh, Draymond. He's at least not not as good as Draymond. Don't get me wrong. Um, but he's like a younger okay. version of a smaller big that can guard. Okay, big.
3: who's ma- who's matching up on Jason Tatum? Is that Wiggins?
0: I think Wiggins. Yeah, so
3: that's trouble. Now that'll that'll be that'll be a big challenge for Tatum. Yeah, who's matching up on Jalen Brown?
0: I I think uh, Clay probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I mean, there's there's a lot of good matchups, and even I don't know if the the Warriors have. Uh, rim protector or somebody to kind of go against Robert Williams, so um, when he can kind of get it going, Looney. he's really Kevin good. Kevin Looney, Kevin Looney, yeah. Um, so I mean, it, it, I just think they're good matchups altogether. Um, it's good,
3: yeah. It's probably maybe maybe I'm selling Boston a little short in this series. I really like Golden State. Yeah. Which, which means Boston will probably win no matter what. Well, I hope so. I,
0: I, like I said, the Celtics need one to break the tie with the Lakers of having the most championship in. Uh, Celtics NBA
3: going for number eighteen. Yeah, Celtics going for title number eighteen.
0: And it's only a matter of time before the Lakers take that over. I understand that, but I still like the. the I like to cling on to that. All right. <laughs> so we'll take a quick break here on early break. When we get back, uh, let's talk some Big Ten baseball. Not the best look again uh, with the selection committee this weekend, but uh, we will talk that and then we'll get it to uh, shut up with simples. So that's coming up next here on Early Break on ninety three seventeen.